0: I'm your host, Desiree. I'm a mom to two and on my own journey of living with a little less clutter so I can have more space for an intentional life. I'm no expert and I like to think of this as a corner of the internet where we're learning and growing together. So let's walk towards a more simple and intentional life. Here's this week's episode. Welcome back to Minimalish. I am so happy that you're here. It is the last episode of the year. So first of all, I hope you had a wonderful holiday if you celebrate Christmas and Happy New Year because it's coming it is a couple of days away whatever 2022 has held for you I'm glad that we get to end this year together and have this fun last episode of the year which is a Q&A I have been talking about this for quite a few weeks just gathering questions I wanted to make sure that I was getting questions from listeners of the show, I did put a question box on Instagram, but I wanted to make sure, you know, I was getting them via email as well uh, from you all, or maybe you found me on Instagram and sent them there. So I've been talking about it episode after episode, and it is here. So I haven't done a Q&A on here in a very long time. I'm excited. I enjoy answering your questions, and I think I will bring this back. A little more often in the next year i'm thinking maybe a quarterly q a might be fun so just keep your ears open for that so that you can send in a question if you have one i have a range of questions today going from very deep questions to kind of light and fun questions i wanted to get to as many as i could And if you ever have a question or something you want to hear discussed on the show, just send me an email at hi at desireeendries.com. Whether you want to hear me talk about it or you want to hear a guest, you have a guest suggestion, I love putting out the content that you actually want to hear. So I love answering your questions. I'm excited about this. So let's dive right into it. The majority of the questions that I got were based in motherhood. So we are going to tackle the motherhood questions first, and then I have a question about goals, a question about digital minimalism, and then a fun question at the end. So let's start with these questions about motherhood. The first one said, has the adjustment to two kids been harder or easier than you expected? And this question is kind of tough to answer because some days I could say it was easier than expected, but it depends on which day you ask me. (laughs) Certain things have been easier than I thought they would be. Juna has been a really easy baby, she's been a super joyful baby. She's brought tons of joy to our home. So it's been easier to enjoy this season than I expected. I think I expected to be very overwhelmed all the time, which was probably not the way to go into it, right? Like, why should I go into it with expectations like that? But I did. In a way, it helped to, I guess, expect that because I think in some ways it has been less overwhelming than I expected. So that's a positive. But there has been a lot of hard. <laughs> My five-year-old is on all day, every day. She has so much energy and she is an amazing big sister. but. It's also just interesting to navigate the two ages of a child that is really ready to like get out, go do things, be with others. She's super social. She wants to explore. She wants to get out of the house basically. And if she gets out of the house, like we have a better day (laughs) or if we get out of the house, I should say. But then I have a baby to where it would be easier to stay in and stay in our napping rhythm, and allow her to be in a baby safe place like our home. So it's interesting to navigate like while I would rather be home, I know it's probably best for all of us to get out. And in the beginning, it wasn't best for all of us to get out because it's much harder to get out with a newborn. Although um, I did a lot of like play dates because it was summer. So being outside in the summer is easier than having to navigate like the colder weather with a baby so regardless definitely interesting to navigate the age gap Um, at the same time Gemma has been super helpful so there are pros and cons to having this like four and a half year age gap as Juna has become more mobile things have gotten wild But it's mostly fun. Um, The biggest struggle for me is being overstimulated and stretched in different directions very often. So there's just like, I feel like there's lots of noise going on. Um, Someone needs this, the other one needs that. And, you know, it's a learning curve, but it's a short season. So we're moving through it, enjoying all the good. Uh, I will say that there have been many moments of being overwhelmed, but. Overall, I feel like it's a little bit less hard than I expected it to be, but I'm not really sure what I expected. So that is that. The second question is, what is your favorite part of motherhood in this season? So a couple of things. One, I'm really enjoying the baby phase this time around. I don't know if it's because in my head, this is our last baby We'll see for sure, but um, that's just kind of, I always thought we'd have two, so maybe I'm just savoring it more, but also she, like I said, she's been an easy baby. What I really love the most, though, about this season of motherhood is seeing the sibling bond between these two girls. Gemma really is the best big sister. I already said that, but she is so helpful. She is so sweet with Juna, and Juna admires her, loves her so much. She laughs at her shenanigans. She eggs her on. It's so funny. I swear she knows that, like, when her sister's being goofy or doing something, uh, you know, she's not supposed to, not in a terrible way. But just it's funny to see her kind of egg her on doing something silly and goofy even though she's only eight months old so she probably doesn't realize it but you could it just looks like she she does it's just the best thing to see their bond forming even with Juna just being so young even with the big age gap it is very sweet and I love it so much without being worn after that one day. I hate the waste that that creates, and I love that armoire allows you to rent high quality designer clothing for any occasion and then send it back. I'm just really grateful that I have armoire to help me dress for the occasion without having to add something to my closet permanently that I know I'm only gonna be wearing once. Right now, my listeners can give armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash minimalish. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash minimalish to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today. The next question is the opposite, sort of. (laughs) Um, What is your biggest struggle as a mom? So I already said this, but it is overstimulation. Being overstimulated, I think, is my biggest struggle. I am an introvert, and there is a whole lot of noise in this house these days, And my thoughts never shut off either, so I have internal noise going on. So it's just a lot, and I think it makes me really tired. (laughs) It drains my energy to feel overstimulated. Like being asked a lot of questions at once or one question over and over again definitely triggers that overstimulation, um, being interrupted. So it's definitely something I actively struggle with. I know it is just a part of motherhood. So I'm not really trying to solve it. I'm more so trying to work on myself and how I can kind of cope in those moments when I feel overstimulated. All right. I really loved this next question. She asked for me to talk a little bit more about morning routines with a baby. She really wanted to start a morning routine, but just wasn't sure because in some morning lists, I do talk about how, you know, it might not be the best time if you've got a baby within that first year. Um, She said her baby's almost seven months. She doesn't sleep great, but she's craving routines. She's been a morning person in the past. It is just challenging right now. So I wanted to read that whole question in case you are in a similar situation. I just thought it was nice to hear the context. And the question says, how do we know when it's a good time to set morning routines when we have a baby? So for me right now, I have an eight month, almost nine month old. And if it was just my baby personally, I probably would have a better morning routine right now than with two kids. It's gotten tricky for me with two kids. Um, Gemma goes to bed kind of later. She's like falling asleep within the nine o'clock hour. I stay up a little too late and then I'm waking up a time or two with the baby and then Gemma's up around seven, sometimes wakes up earlier, needs someone to lay with her to kind of stretch her sleep a little bit. So it is a mess. (laughs) And I know it's probably not the worst of it. Like I know a lot of people have kids who wake up at the crack of dawn. So it can be a struggle. The first time around, I think Gemma was about 10 months old to maybe a year. Um, I can't remember when exactly. But I want to say she was earlier than a year old when I first started to wake up earlier in the mornings. So She was still waking up at least once a night for a long time. Um, I had to wake up early because I started teaching early in the mornings. So I kind of was forced into that making a morning routine. But if it's something that you really want right now and you think it is beneficial, like it's going to be really beneficial for you to do it, and you think that you can also maybe get at least six to seven hours of sleep, even if it's interrupted, I would say, try it out. Like if you were not going throughout the whole day feeling so tired on the sleep that you already get, try it out. I feel tired on the sleep I already get and I still uh, do my best to do it anyways. But I think like ideally we'd get more sleep, right? That would be the ideal situation. But also different people have different sleep needs. So we kind of just have to decide what's most important, what's going to be best for us personally. Wake up times are unpredictable with a baby and we can't give them like an okay to wake clock and train them to sleep in their room or stay in their room once they wake up. So there's not really a way to say like, just wake up 20 minutes earlier and that should be enough because what is 20 minutes earlier? We can't really know that. So if you feel ready to have some kind of morning routine, I suggest picking a time that you know that most mornings is going to give you 20 plus minutes to yourself to do whatever you need to do. Journal for five minutes, get yourself ready for the day for 10 minutes, use the rest of the time until they wake up because maybe sometimes it's 20, maybe sometimes you get 30, 40 minutes, whatever, um, in a way that's going to nourish you the most and help set you up for the day. Setting this wake time for yourself, whatever it is, I'd say aim for a goal Like, I want to make this work at least three to four times a week might be a good goal for you. Maybe you want to start just like two times a week. Of course, it's easier if you are doing it routinely every single day. But in this season, I kind of suggest that I know that's kind of how I do it right now. If I get that time a few days a week, I'm happy. And eventually I'd like to get there every day. But some nights... With a baby, you're going to need to choose the extra sleep. Some mornings, they're going to wake up earlier than their normal time, and you won't be able to be up early enough to get those 20 minutes in. So I hope that makes sense, but that's kind of what I do right now. Usually, my five-year-old is awake first, but I can say that most days it's around 7, but could be as early as 6.30. So if I really want 20 minutes or so, I better wake up at 6 or earlier. If I want to wake up that early and account for baby wake-ups, I should go to bed by 10 or 11 at the very latest, and it's been hard for me to do that. Now, I, I do get to bed in between 10 to 11.30, but some I just feel tired in the morning, so I, I think I need to move my sleep time to closer to 10 p.m. if I really want to do this more consistently. So... That's just my thought process. That's how I get there. Um, I probably do it maybe three times a week right now, Uh, but it's, it's not ideal, but it does help. And when it comes down to it, I can do the things that I need the most in the mornings if they're awake too. So I still do the Simple Morning List journal, which really helps me set up my days. I still do that when they're awake. And sometimes it's not like the first thing I do when they are awake, if I didn't get to it before they woke up, but I'm grabbing it at 11 a.m. and going through it and getting my day right at that point. So it doesn't have to be perfect. We have to adjust as needed. But I would say, you know, if there are things that are going to help you get your day right, get your day started well, then do them regardless. For me, if I can do the simple morning list, Do a little like prayer and devotional for five minutes and then get ready for the day, which is like very basic. Put a tiny bit of makeup on, brush my hair, get dressed. If I can do that, I feel better for my day. I can do that if they're awake or not. So would I like to do it if they're not, when they're not awake? Yes, that would be my favorite time to do it, but it doesn't always happen. So that is my advice for that all right so the next question is a fun one because it caused me to reflect and i get to kind of just share a little bit of how i've been feeling about this year and the year to come with you so the question was how are you how was 2022 and what will you do different in 2023 so that is a big question and i will try not to talk forever but 2022 was a wild year. I was pregnant through the beginning, and I was not a very happy pregnant person this time around, especially in my second trimester, surprisingly, and that's how I started the year in my second trimester. So then we added Juna to the family in April, which of course was the best part of the year, but also made the rest of the year just, you know, an adjustment period. So I left my full-time job in November. It's been a pretty tough end of year we've just been going through some stuff behind the scenes that i'm not sharing quite yet and there's also a lot of good happening too but it's just been a very full year so that's been 2022 and i've been really just consumed with a lot of changes and becoming a mom to two and that's the best i love it but it's also just been a wild ride <laughs> so the second part of the question, what will I do different in 2023? I'm just going to share some of my goals for this next year, because I did get a question that asked me to do that. Also, I feel like these questions just go together. So some of the things that I want to be different next year and kind of goals, uh, these aren't really specific goals, but they're just things I'm looking forward to, I guess, uh, doing differently. So I would like to find more of a rhythm for our days, because I left my full-time teaching job in the middle of November and kind of jumped right into the holiday season. So we haven't really found a good rhythm. (laughs) So I am trying to find more of a rhythm for working, stay-at-home mom life, um, but also like podcasting as well and how can these fit together. Um, I really want to be present during the day. I don't want to be working a ton during the day. So It is just finding how I can work while my husband is home and kind of setting a schedule that works with that so that I can be more present whenever both girls are home with me. So I think I'm going to try to find that rhythm next year. More than anything else, I just want to be more present next year and that's why I want to find these rhythms. I really am not as worried about perfect routines or being super productive I want to find rhythms that work so that I can be more present and just like enjoy this season and really be with my girls and with whoever I'm with at the time I've just found myself less present than I'd like to be lately so that is what I'm moving towards another thing I am looking forward to is just kind of working back towards my strength that I lost while being pregnant and postpartum. So strength training was one of my favorite hobbies before I was pregnant and eating a bunch of food to support that hobby of mine. So I really am just looking forward to getting back to that because it has been hard to find my groove with it. I've just felt weak since then, but recently I've started feeling better, ready to build my strength back. I know that like a workout routine is one of the most common New Year's resolutions, but it's not really a resolution for me. It is just a feeling good finally postpartum, <laughs> feeling strong, ready to come back to my favorite hobby that also happens to be tremendously helpful to my mental health. So that's what I am looking forward to in 2023. All right. I also got a question about being more intentional with Digital things like digital minimalism, in a way. So, she asked about like social media boundaries and decluttering our phones and decluttering our photos, that type of thing, being more organized. So, I cannot help you when it comes to like phone storage, photo storage, anything with phone organization. I just, it's a mess. My phone is a mess. Um, do not look at how many photos are on my camera roll. I honestly don't even know. It's probably an extreme number that would shock me, but it actually wouldn't shock me because I know everything's just a mess on my phone. So can't help with that. But when it comes to setting like social media time limits, because that's what the question specifically asked, um, I have tried that and I've tried like setting a time boundary on my phone with the time limits feature that is on the iPhone, but The only thing that has really helped me, and it's something we've just started, is having a designated place to put my phone down and away from where I am. So I often lose my phone throughout the day. That's not what I'm talking about. Like, just having the phone away from me is not enough, but rather, like, having an intentional place to set down my phone. This is very new for us. We just got a box. It's called an RO, um, and it tracks your time away from your phone. We just got it last week, so... It has really made a big difference to put it down intentionally not just forget where it is and feel like i need to find it but rather put it down intentionally so that you are present and focused and it's really not about a time limit for for me when i'm doing this it's more so like it tracks the time i'm away from my phone so that has been really cool that has really worked for me so far but it's very new so i can't say for sure um so I would say if it hasn't worked for you to set social media time limits, maybe think about it differently of like how much time can I be away from my phone rather than putting a limit if that makes sense. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's just how I'm looking at it. All right, so the last question which I am including for fun because I like this question, um it asked what my favorite leggings were because I talk about I probably talked about this in my creating a uniform episode because I always do wear leggings and she asked where do I find the leggings that I love the most so my favorite leggings are from Buff Bunny and Gymshark those two brands Um, specifically the Buff Bunny Legacy and Rosa leggings are my favorite like styles of their leggings they are expensive I have never actually bought them new. I always buy them secondhand on Mercari. I'll link Mercari in the show notes because I think I have a code of some sort that you can get money off your first purchase. But that's where I find them. Um it's hard to find them on there. I mean I'm not against buying them new. I just I struggle to buy an expensive pair of leggings. Even I know the quality of them now because I've bought them secondhand and they still are in great condition i've had them for like two years so i might splurge on them in the future but just they are expensive gymshark leggings are not as expensive um i like the training leggings from them so i've tried a couple different types of their leggings and i do like the training leggings i think they're one of their cheaper pairs so um they're still to me they're on the pricier end but not like lululemon prices or buff bunny prices Budget-friendly leggings that I love. If you find them on sale, airy leggings are pretty inexpensive. Um, the offline Real Me leggings are the only ones that I like of theirs, and they are like for a specific purpose because they're really they're not perfect for what I'm looking for. So when I'm looking at leggings, I want them to be compressive but still comfortable. So that's what I look for, and these are not compressive. They are just comfortable. And they are, uh, again, I think I said it already, but the offline, airy, offline, real me leggings, I love them postpartum. I have really loved them postpartum. They have been great. Um, They are fine for working out. I just don't think they hold up as great long term. They eventually like stretch out a lot and they're already not compressive at all, but they are very, very comfortable. So, there you go those are my three favorite types of leggings and i am pretty picky so i would say if you like leggings that are somewhat compressive but also comfortable those first two um, that i was talking about are really great for that like great for working out also great for every day all right and that concludes this q a it's actually shorter than i thought it would be so i'm kind of proud of myself for that because i can really talk for a long time on subjects and go on and on and on so I hope that you enjoyed it Um, I plan to do this more often like I said next year I am very excited for what's to come for the podcast next year and all of the things that I have planned so far with the content calendar one more thing before I go It was my birthday just the other day, the 27th of December. So a lovely birthday gift for me would be for you to leave the podcast a positive rating or review if you love it, if you haven't already done so. And of course, sharing the show is always a great way to invite others in to listen in. So thank you for that. I'm so grateful for you. I hope you have the best New Year's, whether you celebrate or you stay home and celebrate however that looks for you. I hope you have a great one. And I will talk to you next year. Okay, I had to say that, but I will talk to you right back here again on the next episode. Seeking the truth never gets old.